Welcome to the Overheaven Podcast, a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure podcast. I am joined this episode with my good friend, Chris. Hiya, boy. What, 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 a, uh, what a first guest. Someone who, you know, this is, this is, this is like the first cartoon I've watched, or I guess, the first, first anime I've watched since I was younger, but like the first cartoon in any, any animation that I've watched since like total drama and then after that like i don't even remember the last <laughs> tv show cartoon that i've watched so i'm excited to be here well there goes my first question i was gonna ask what is your background with, with jojo's bizarre adventure none whatsoever i i only know it through you i know that how much you love it i my only um my only other knowledge of this show, again through you, is the fact that this is the a lot of the references is to at least in the Americanized version. I don't know if it's the same in the manga and the Japanese version, but it, it seems like there's a lot of references to American like music culture. It seems uh, throughout. Yeah, so I guess in the Japanese version, there's a lot of references to a lot of American culture. Okay, or a lot of Western culture. And a lot of the time, and I think I've talked about this too, where a lot of the time when things get localized for the sake of not being trademarked or not having to worry about copyright and things like that, they will, they'll actually change it to just a name that's very similar. So for example, if somebody's ability is named Killer Queen, like the Queen song, they'll change it to Deadly Queen, things like that. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I guess I want to just hop right in. I just have a few questions before we really jump into the first episode. What are your, what are you, actually, you were, you were just telling me about your experience of, of how you started watching it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was like, I, I knew that I wanted to watch in the morning. I, I, I've been, my schedule has been kind of weird lately where I actually have normal person hours. So I've been actually been up since like eight o'clock. Um, and I've I I got done with editing Retro Wallboys and get and that just published. But I knew I wanted to come into this podcast completely fresh, completely just watching it, having all my thoughts intact. Because when you're going into a, a show that you have no idea what's happening in it, I feel like it's best to have everything in the forefront. I also took notes, but I I, I wanted to make sure I had the freshest memory of everything that happened. So I just came off of watching it, but. I started, I just clicked, alright, let's go. I just clicked the first first episode on Netflix, thinking that that was the very first, you know, episode ever of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, I, I knew that wasn't the case, but for some reason, I just thought that was completely the normal thing to do. And I... It, it was it was a very interesting five minutes of me, like, watching, like, a bunch of cutscenes back to back to back. The show is very fast-paced, and I was like, uh... The first thing that I, I wrote down was like, "Oh man, their outfits are insane!" Like, I mean, I, I which I knew going into, but like the the they they I I very much love the character designs in this show. I wrote down that it sounded like after a car crash happened, the guy that was lying there said, "Uh, he he said fate is so cruel," but it sounded like he said fetus most cruel, which is was very funny to me. And then after I realized the show is moving very fast and I've still not seen Jolene, I was like, "What episode is this?" <laughs> And I realize it's season one, episode one. So I, uh, 
Then I jumped. Now then I jumped into season six, and immediately Jolie was there. I was just like, "Oh, oh, okay, here we go. We're we're on the right track now." So you saw you saw the like the introduction song, the opening, and then you saw the like carriage accident. So you know what's weird? I don't know if this is how Netflix has programmed it for me. I have I for neither episode did the intro play. I ended up going. You you sent me the intro, so I ended up watching that right before we hopped on, but. For some reason, the intros are not playing. They just all it did just cut right into the scene where the car crash was there, and the guys lying on the ground. You hear the baby crying in the background, and like the old guy and his whoever his like person that he was with went down, and they start like scavenging the air car accident. Like that's uh, and then I got as far as when the two guys were bullying the girl with the doll. <laughs> and we're and very creepily we're saying like let's let's see if we take off this dress if she if, if she has all her lady parts which is just really fucked and then like the guy coming in to jump to to like defend her uh, but like right at that moment I was just like I have a very vague memory of Walsh talking to me about this scene but it was not in the new part. And so that's and that was the moment that I was just like, oh wait, shit, yeah. And, I, and also the fact that I did not see Joe Lee, and I was just like, okay, yeah, no, this is not, this is not at all the the first <laughs> the one I'm supposed to be watching. Well, look at you, you've you've just met the first JoJo, and yeah. you will you will see his sense of of justice and and good good doery. <laughs> in in his in, in his offspring in his like lineage in this in, yeah. this, in this episode yeah I definitely yeah. saw that. So I also wanted to ask you what's your thoughts on the visual style and just how JoJo looks. I love the visual style of this show. I it's the one thing that I think that I definitely took away being like really impressed with. I love the unique character designs. I think a lot of people probably would look at this and be like, wow, this is very unique. And and maybe not be as into it, but I'm like, okay, this is like, I really like that they're making these characters very, like, just, they're, they're so flashy. They're so, it's just very interesting how... Like I, I love uh, all of Jolene's outfits were like very cool. Like the I, I, I found it the first thing that I wrote down for this when I started this episode. I was like, that's a hell of an act of an outfit to wear in at the scene of an accident, <laughs> at a crime scene. Essentially, <laughs> that is an amazing outfit. And I, I, yeah, I just generally like I think it's it worked so well with introducing the characters. Cause that's the first thing you see is like, how do they look? They no, no one looked generic, which I, I really liked outside of maybe like the generic cops or something like that. were in the, that we learned about, but, um, the art style, I think, got bad to me when it was, it got gory, but that's just me in general. <laughs> <laughs> cause I would say Jojo is a weird one where, cause a lot of anime can sometimes look very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least to some people, and JoJo feels very unique in the way that it just looks, and it's drawn, and it's animated, but at the same time, a lot of its characters are very uniquely just dressed and very flashy, and their character designs are really cool. I mean, it yeah. also, of course, then makes them maybe look a little bit more ridiculous when standing next to, like, a yes. normal person. <laughs> yeah, I was trying not to, I was not, I didn't want to be, like, rude and say that, because I, 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 because generally, like I, if I saw someone like that walking down the street, I I would have I I'm the person who 
respect it a lot more than like be like criticizing them for it but i i also like i definitely it definitely is a bit more ridiculous than what you what you would usually i guess expect but i i think i like it for the kind of show that it is and again it just it to me it speaks to them trying to build on the characters and make them as interesting as possible yeah i i think it works if i think about it i think part six probably has some of the most ridiculous ones and mm-hmm. I don't even think that we have gotten to most of them. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. Exciting. I, I they, now this this this. I mean, I think the, the I kind of say weirdly the 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 outfit or the the character design that stood out to me the most was when she when when Jolene entered the prison the once she got sentenced. Which we're doing spoilers, right? Like it's, that, yes, yeah. Okay. Yes. So when she got the the fifteen years sentence that she was sent to that jail the for the the woman that was the i guess the corrections officer or whatever whoever whatever role she's the warden that she with the the, the hairstyle that was chosen for her <laughs> immediately i was just like oh my god they're all in i'm just making this as silly as possible and i love it like this is it, it was very much like that's that was that was one that stood out to me completely there's also i don't know what his role is but the guy the, the the shorter guy that was talking to the lawyer near the end of the episode yeah you know what i'm talking about what, yes. what 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 to me it looked like he had glasses on but the glasses but it, it's not the case it was that his eyes were kind of shaped like glasses yeah his eyes are just swollen like that yeah that, is... that it was that was amazing that was very 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 interesting <laughs> I actually wrote down and I wanted to talk about how JoJo characters are always either the prettiest people on the planet or just the ugliest. And <laughs> it works both ways Sure, where yeah. they become weirdly, I- not iconic, but ex- immediately recognizable. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, the woman that you were talking about, she is, I don't know if the proper word would be like one of the correction officers, but she is the one yeah. who... Um, you know, checks them as they come in. And the smaller guy is the warden, who we're going to see a little bit of later on as well. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I saw him in the intro, in the intro sequence that you sent me. I was just like, okay, so that, that's a, that's going to be a, like a permanent character of some sort. We know the lawyer's not going to be a permanent character. That was fascinating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the lawyer is fun because they're... And JoJo characters are so weird because they can have very... Very weird physical characteristics, like whether having those big swollen eyes or things like that, or the lawyer having these pointed ears. Mm-hmm. And it isn't, that's not like a weird thing to have. It's, it's just what they have. Not that we've seen anybody else with those physical characteristics before, but that's just him. But you yeah. mentioned, you mentioned the opening. What are, what are your thoughts on the opening? On the theme? The theme, like yeah. the theme song? The theme song, I, the visuals. Oh. It's exactly what I expected, to be honest with you. But I will say, three D the three D animation of it was really cool, and I was just like, man, like I I don't obviously like whatever, like it's it's it, I'm sure that like the, the animation style the way it was was perfectly fine. Like it's not like it's it, it's gonna like ruin it that it's not 
3D, but the, the the 3D styles of it was like, oh man, like that. It looks so cool the way that they did, like especially with the, the opening shot where they kind of like zoom into the police vehicle and they do like the like rotating around uh, Jolene and I think it was uh, I forget the other character's name that she was talking Hermes. with. Uh, say that one more time. Hermes. Hermes. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I, 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 I did not hear that like through well through Discord. I apologize. Yeah, so Hermes, it's it, so, like so, like they basically like did that big pan and then like and everything's just super colorful and like you could tell that it's like the the you hear like this power ballad in the background, which is very anime, at least how I always interpreted anime to be, where it's just like these like epic openings telling the the life stories of these characters and getting ready to like fight their their demons and and get ready to like conquer the world and you know and, and it very much was like it had a little some montage elements where it was kind of like bouncing between like the different characters that you expect to see like you like i mentioned like the warden was in there and a lot of the characters that we have seen and we haven't seen we also saw her stand is that the, that the correct term the yes that that we also saw julian stand even though at least in the intro but it was not they they didn't show them at all during episode one. Like we, other than like the, the I guess the thread. Yeah, we'll get there. Don't yeah. worry. I wanted to say too. So for a little bit of background, the JoJo openings started. You know, as early as part one, they were in three D, and mm. and that went all that happened all the way till part three, and then once part four started, the openings began to be in two D, which. Okay were still great. I still love those openings and they were in part four and part five. And then people are very excited to see 3d openings coming back in part six. And you can see this, there is this mix of 3d and 2d. I think the shot where it's most prevalent is, you know, that shot where they are coming down the hallway and you see all those side characters. A lot of them are two dimensionally animated, but you still fly by them anyway. And I love the way that they have taken this three-dimensional look to it where you are able to look around an entire room whether it be jolene's jail cell that we'll get yeah. to see or the bus or all of these other shots can, can i just add if that shot specifically when you're going down the hallway you're seeing all the different characters reminded me of total drama island with that intro when you're your first cut co- you're first entering the 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 world you you, you see chef kind of at sitting down and as the as the camera's like swoop like just maneuvering its way through the island and then up the cliff and then over kind of reminded me of that kind of style of like 3d camera movement do not take this personally but you reminded me of the one tweet that's like person who's only seen the boss baby i'm getting a lot of boss baby vibes yeah no i know i know <laughs> i know L- listen this is what I, this is what i've come to the table with is total drama knowledge and then if i can pull any other animation back when i when i was watching it more frequently and that's what i'm gonna pull you know it, it, this is not i don't have i don't have a lot of background knowledge at this point i mean i, I maybe maybe like i don't know i i, I don't i haven't been able to pull other many other references though because man this show is unique yeah. As far as any other thoughts on the opening, I wanted to also say that there are so many references and Easter eggs in the opening. I could make something for that, but I will save your ears, Chris, as I as I don't think you'll get most of them. 
But with the opening, I also wanted to say that I love the fact that there is a lot of parallels between this opening and one of the openings from Part 3, Stardust Crusaders, that follows Jolene's father, Jotaro Kujo. Okay. All right. Whether it be the one shot of her looking to the side and her stand appearing next to her, or her standing in that that kind of inky void with the galaxy sky, and you saw her father behind her, it it's almost just like that, where he is, he's almost, like, it's almost the same place, but with facing the antagonist from that part, and I think also just the idea that Jolene has brought back this 3D from her father, I think mm-hmm. is also excellent. And I'm also, there might be a couple other instances where I will bring up, like, this is a direct reference to Jotaro, or how this was done. But I I love that about the opening. Uh, and I guess real quick, any thoughts on the end credits? Um, I, I the only thing that I took away from it sounded it the the song choice reminded me of like it was sung by it, it doesn't it, the Jolene the song is is by Dolly Parton right like it reminded yeah. me of a Dolly Parton song at the end like a, just like a kind of folky chill you know song to end it which is very i feel like is polar opposite to what the entire rest of the show is yeah it is isn't it isn't dolly parton but it is it's a it's a lot about dreaming about the places that you could be and wondering about your destiny and a lot of those things Mm -hmm. it is pretty fitting to the themes and the things that will come a lot later in the part but i don't want to spoil you or anybody who is who is watching along or even people who have only watched the 12 episodes and haven't read anything yeah but other than that the the ending is like i thought the animation was gorgeous with the beach where yes if you didn't have the cartoon like clouds that that look very much like the ones in the it's it's just like you'd think it, yeah. No. It, yeah. I was just. I was just saying that. The, like, the, you see, like, the water kind of like coming up the, the beach. It was, it was very like. It's very relaxed after again a very chaotic episode. <laughs> I mean, I want to try to make this. Of course, each episode of this is going to be spoilers for the episode itself, but I want to keep from uh, spoilers from later on. As for my own point of view, for the people at home, I actually haven't watched any other episodes past episode one. Okay. But just because it's been a busy week, I didn't lie. It is. It was my birthday, and so it, it has been a little busy. But I'm I'm really really impressed with the first episode. But let's but let's jump into mm-hmm. it. So I'm gonna yeah. go. S- I've broken them down. I sent you a some notes, and each part where it skips a space, it jumps between scenes. Okay. Just to make it easier to follow. Yeah. And I have some of my own notes of differences between the sub and the dub. So which which ver- which version did you watch? What language were they speaking? Uh, they were English. <laughs> it was okay. English, yeah. Okay, because uh, I wanted to pay attention because not only has Netflix shown in the past that their subtitles can be bad, but I also uh, yeah. wanted to see some differences. So, for example, a lot of differences that you might immediately see if you were to compare the sub and the dub is just little differences in phrasing that essentially mean the same thing that aren't worth too much bringing up. Or I I think a lot of people prefer the sub over the dub more because 
Not because of any, like, weeb reason that people make up, like, ah, oh, the Japanese language is far more beautiful than the English language. But I think it is much more so, so much weird shit is said in JoJo, let alone anime. And when it is said in another language that you can read, you can hear it in that kind of voice, but I feel like we as an audience hear it in our heads the best way that it could possibly sound. That's a that's valid, yeah, yeah. And then that. when we listen to the dub, I think it's like, oh, this is this is weird. This isn't mm-hmm. how my this isn't the perfect rendition that my brain immediately set up for myself. And I think if you are in a case where if you don't listen if you don't watch the sub and you just do the dub, I think you would be fine. I mean, there are still some parts where I think that they were just hilarious in the dub with the way oh. that they chose to do some some wording or some directing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, that might not have been as apparent in the the sub, but, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's going to be really fun when we get there. Yes. I, I there There's a, quite a few moments where I was like, I don't... I, I think... The voice acting for the dub was fine. I don't know if the dub script was very good. <laughs> that was my biggest takeaway. Because I was just like, wow, this is... It, I, I don't know if it's... Well, well, let's talk about the first scene. Like, I, I'll, I'll let you kind of do a recap to that point. Yeah, sure. So we have the first scene of Jolene standing in the rain next to the car and next to the individual the victim of the accident and it is raining and one immediate difference is in the manga there is no dialogue there's nothing all we see is jolene and her tattoo and her looking at the body and stressful situation but in both the sub and the dub you have jolene like it was raining it was always raining (laughs) it was a downpour which okay sure (laughs) sure why not yeah set the seed yeah, and then we and you talked she, about her. She, she like talks like a it's like a D and D like master dungeon master. I am the D and D master, <laughs> and and you t- actually you actually mentioned her outfit, which I always thought was was interesting because it is she has like her usual top and her usual like shin high sticker boots, but she is wearing what I like. What looks like just underwear with like a fishing net around her waist, which is so fun. <laughs> I guess I'll also mention too that in the manga, it was a more like revealing underwear, not more, more like a more not not tight. What's the right word? Maybe like not as long, which makes it sound even weirder. But maybe it was like that. a like a short like a shorter <laughs> like yeah I a don't shorter know. kind of underwear. Yeah, sure, okay. Not that I care, but I feel like, yeah, but I feel like if I don't mention it, someone in the comments would, if people care like that, which people care like that. Yeah, I would, yeah, yeah. I I trust that, I trust that. Mm -hmm. So we make it to the the jail cell introduction. We see the other side characters in, in the jail cell, and this is another reference to her father, where mm-hmm. Jotaro actually starts his part when we are first introduced to him. He is in a jail cell. And this is another direct reference to that. But, of course, it is very different in the way that she speaks to these other inmates. We have the... 
we have her banging her head against the frame of the bed and the the M word. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this was I wrote down that this is the most dramatic descri- description of masturbating I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just 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 like which granted very traumatizing if you are doing your business and then someone walks in or is watching you do something like that. I totally get it, but it was just like it, it like it felt like there was so much like to it, and they kept on talking about masturbating, and then I think that it was someone that said, uh, "Oh, you were flicking the bane." <laughs> I was just like, "Okay, that had right, me fucking there. dead." Yeah, like <laughs> wow. The dub says, the dub said, so he caught you flicking the bean, huh? And, oh my <laughs> god. Just, it just, it sounded like so, like, like nonchalant and just like being like, ah, I see. He's the, it's the, it's the old bean flicker. Like, it's just like, okay, sure, why not? Uh, <laughs> uh, we could have chosen any other way to put it. Yeah, that's, it's <laughs> anything fine, more guess. subtle because they because they make it sound like it's it's I mean, again, given given the, the circumstances, it is very traumatizing and not good that the guy was watching her. But I, it was the <laughs> it, it, it made it sound like it was the idea of masturbating at all was like at least to that one woman in the, in the jail cell that had like all like the piercings as if that was like oh my god that the, the that, that's that is that ha- you're you're so weird that you're doing that and it's just like well i don't know you're in a jail cell you can't you don't have much else to do uh-huh. <laughs> like like what 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 do you expect yeah so immediately from the bat i'm going to point out some differences from the manga before we even see jolene we actually see the woman with the piercings actually sh- using the bars of her cell to sharpen a button as if to use as a weapon this okay. never comes up at any point later, so this is fine, I guess, not being there. But I think that one of my favorite things that they cut was that from the bat, they say that the young guard that saw Jolene looks like Tom Cruise. Huh. Where they're like, yeah, he kind of looks like Tom Tom Cruise, and they keep referring to that young guard as the one that looks like Tom Cruise. Okay. And uh, even you, though we, we yeah. never and we never ended up seeing who that young guard was, right? We ass- so that young guard is the one who, and in the manga, he's not. He's not. I'll say when he appears, but he is in the anime the one who actually comes over and takes them out of the cell, and is okay. also the one who is later beating Ermes in the truck. Okay, he's the one. He is the one who gets his ear sliced off. Ah, good shit. Okay. Yeah, so uh, just an extra little bit of, little bit of karma for mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, and uh, you know you have Ermi still asking like, well, what did you strip down to? And that's that's pretty consistent with that. But in the manga, there was no mention of sexual assault when talking to the other prisoner. It is just like, oh, I'll I'll know, and which was a little bit weird. I like that they added that or that saying that your crime was like sex related. Yeah. Which was which was a difference that I liked of like, oh, okay, that adds a little bit to it of not necessarily of Jolene kind of being very perceptive of but of something like this is an interesting character that we should follow. What was your reaction to the whole like if I were to say I could tell, would you believe me? Oh, I forget that part. I I think 
I was that was that Jolene saying that to the to the to the woman with all the piercings. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, it, it's it. You know what? It, it weirdly reminds me of like the life is strange moments where you like I because I just I just played True Colors and I have uh, played the original Life is Strange earlier and would they would they have their powers and they're like you're not gonna believe me if I told you this but <laughs> they just go on to use their power for whatever reason and it's just like I mean like I, I I it's yeah I get it like it would be hard to it's hard to reveal that to someone to make, and have them actually believe you but if you have the evidence Maybe, maybe, maybe they could they could be swayed. I don't know. So I always I always took this scene as Jolene is being just kind of intimidating and bluffing from trying to go from being embarrassed. But mm-hmm. that's that's how I always took it. And I another thing from the dub that I thought was so fucking funny that made me laugh was you have the woman with the piercings. You know, say from her other cell, you're into some freaky shit, aren't you? And immediately, without missing a fucking beat, Ermes just screams, shut your mouth, you nosy skank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was, it were, but, it, but was it that, or was it Hermes that was, that was actually asking Jolene in the first place what was happening there? I mean, unless, I, I mean, I guess if you're hearing a loud noise, you kind of want to know what's happening with that with, in terms of her banging the, her head on the bed. I mean, a little, yeah. I always got the vibe was like, hey, don't act so fucking high and mighty. Like, everybody fucking masturbates. Stop being a right. fucking hypocrite. Yeah. But... In in the dub, it was just like shit. What what is their prop? Like, do they have beef between them? <laughs> yeah. Oh like, my god. It, it, it was not. It, they they didn't really describe her her issue there. It was just, it was just it sounded like just her just snapped and was just yeah. Ready to, to I go and I thought her. it was I thought it was so fucking funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. In the dub, you also have the added thing of. Hermes adding Chica at the end of her sentence, referencing that she is partially of Mexican descent. Okay. That's not like me making up shit that is that is in the story. Yes, and of yes, course, yes. they come to take them in handcuffs, and they're like, so, what'd you do? What's you in for? It's like, I'm innocent. Another difference between this and the manga, which I am glad they removed this, is right after they are put in handcuffs and they're about to be taken away, Jolene is like, ah, I forgot to put on underwear. Crap. Th- which, God, there's no it. reason for that at all. I'm glad it's yeah. not there. Because that that adds nothing. Well, like, it's like the over, like, there's a problem, I feel like, with just, like, the over-sexualization of, like, the, I guess... Of, of just women in general, but like also just in, I guess, with the protagonist, like they're gonna take advantage of that now that they have their first female for protagonist. Yes. And it's just like, I, no, come on, let's. We don't have to. We don't have to jump to those very like low hanging. The mo- the bullshit. most sexualized Jolene gets is at the beginning, and that when reading was something that kind of turned me off from part six, and it was something that I really didn't like. I do like that they have removed this. But even I was like, when first reacting to it, I was like, why are we like, there's a lot of talk about, you know, like, uh, J- Jolene masturbating. Could you imagine? And then things that like happen yeah, later on. Yeah. And I'm like, is this trying to like pull in the people who are, you know, fucking weird like that so that they will enjoy the rest of the part? Yes. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there's, there, there's one scene and we'll get to it, but that I'm just like, 
okay, sure, we'll we'll do this. It was it was a funny scene, I will say, but it was like, I, like I think that I don't know if I was necessarily the audience for that yeah. scene in terms of like what what I was getting out of it because I just thought it was. Hilarious. I will also say too, it was such a meme leading leading up to part six of people like, oh man, anime only. You are not ready for the masturbation scene. <laughs> As if that was the that was like the extent yeah. to it, yeah. <laughs> like as if it was like, oh my oh god, my god. You, have, you have no idea the crazy shit that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So we move on to the next scene where Jolene meets with her lawyer, and uh, mm-hmm. in the manga, the lawyer's ears actually start round, and they keep getting pointier as not only the scene continues but the story continues as well. Oh, that's okay. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah, but it, I mean, I also get instead they are just trying to keep like the character more consistent. I'm sure they have to have their reference art, which is fine because in Jojo, we have seen some characters like slightly change over time, or maybe they appear in a different outfit or they chain out, change outfits throughout in the manga. And instead they're just wearing their normal, more recognizable clothes throughout. But yeah. So Jolene meets with her lawyer and the lawyer, the lawyer, the lawyer breaks it down and happens to call her Jojo. There it is. We got it. We got him, boys. We've said JoJo. <laughs> we got the title card. The title. The, it's the title. They got yeah. it. They said the title. In almost, in almost every part, somehow JoJo is dropped, except for part five. But that's fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so there's there's that one. We have the lawyer also giving Jolene a lot of her things. So things from clothes to magazines to some some vitamins as well as a amulet and a small stone inside that was left by her father. And uh, inside is a picture of her father and her mother. And <laughs> which can yeah. I say he looks like he's from NSync. Oh, <laughs> uh, you aren't uh, which... man, you you aren't ready when he he appears. I I okay. I love his his outfit, but it's it's also ridiculous. I, something that I didn't realize sure. when reading it, but realizing when the outfit was pointing pointed out, but he later on you'll see he isn't wearing boots. He's just wearing these like pants that are also boots, like they're all connected, mm-hmm. and it's it's I think it's funny. Yeah, yeah, I, I no, I, that was like the first because it was like this all white outfit with like the cap, and I was just like this, like it literally looks like he's like about to go on stage with JT and. Joey Barone or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. And before Jolene even gets the chance to open the amulet, it happens to pierce her finger. You know, there is this large wound there as like almost like her finger pops open. And then uh, all of a Yeah, this one this freaked me out, my dude. This this I did not like. And this. then all of a sudden her finger's fine. And she throws away the amulet in a way of just fuck you, Dad. Yeah. That was that that like they really wanted to go into detail there and just open up the top of the finger. It that was that's that was very uh traumatizing, I will say. <laughs> uh, just just throw it so, out there. So some differences from this scene and the manga. There is no reference in the anime of the Hellrider gang at all. Which I know that sounds that means nothing to you, but very early mm. on it is referenced, you know, because they talk about the things that Jolene had done before. And you could see a slight juvenile behavior in the way that, you know, they talk about that she's stolen a bike before, but 
Uh, I remember in the sub, I think it was said as bike, but in the dub, they explicitly say motorcycle, which it is a motorcycle that she stole at 14, and uh, okay. that she also has a tattoo. I kind of assume that was the case, mm-hmm. though. I think I, like, I think, I feel, because I feel like people refer to motorcycles as mm-hmm. bikes. It's just, it's just a cool, like, you know, like, oh, oh, like, you know what you're talking about, because I, I don't think, I don't think they're going to, like, go after her for, like, the, like, the ching-ching, like, that bike, that bike with yeah, the bell. sorry, kid, I gotta borrow this. I'm just fucking... Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, there's, like, there is direct dialogue of, I already left the Hellrider gang, and it's time for me to go back to school. My teacher even said that she'll let me take the university exam, and uh, I feel like this being removed, I, it's not the biggest deal in the world, but I always liked the idea of of it being a little bit more clear that... Because of Jolene's situation, where she doesn't have a very good connection with her father, she has had a lot of juvenile behavior and trying to act out when she was much younger. I like that detail, and that's a detail that gets removed a little bit later, too. The magazines in the manga, you the top one was Vogue, and instead in the anime, it's Vogue, V-O-G-E. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> Love it. And in the manga, when... She gets her finger pierced. She actually lies and says that she screamed because she broke a fingernail. We also mm. lose the line where she said, when talking about her father, she talks about how she had a severe fever when she was six and she was in critical condition and he still didn't come home. And I think that was removed because it was causing a little bit of confusion, maybe. Um, I've, I've seen that cause some confusion among the community where uh, I guess to just talk, this might not make a lot of sense. To, to you, Chris, but in previous parts, because if, let's say, let's say if someone is pierced by the arrow, if they have any direct siblings or any descendants, they can also unlock a stand. But if that person isn't mentally ready to have a stand, or is it's their stand is kind of being forced out of them, then they might fall very ill. And we've mm-hmm. seen that with other characters. So that's what people thought that was for a little bit. Or I've seen some people get that confused. I'm glad that was removed because it, it, I mean, it was a little detail that added to it, but it wasn't anything crazy, which just made it, I think, flow a little bit easier. But she says also explicitly that she will not plead guilty. And and when it comes to the sub and dub, Jolene says that, you know, that her schoolwork is with her stuff. And which I thought was a little different. Jolene is 19 here, so then that implies that, like, she is in, like, university or college, while the other one implies, like, she did not go yet or that she wanted to, you know, but she's been either putting it off or she hasn't been in the right place to be able to get into it. Is the reason for some of the cuts that they make, outside of just baby just trying to minimize confusion is it i mean because these i was actually surprised when i went to watch this and it was only that these are only like 30 minute episodes uh and i like and they and the when i was watching the first ever episode for a little while they were going like scene to scene to scene like in like five ten second spurts it felt like yeah uh where this felt like it it flowed a little bit easier didn't feel like it was as fast paced there was still like a good amount going on but it wasn't like really really all over the place where so like do you think that they're cutting those things out just to kind of like just overall like help the pacing and also not really like 
have people focus too much on the details. Oh, 100%. When we, when we get to the end, I was actually going to talk about how I was surprised how much they had gone through. And I think it's because I've watched a lot of other anime where they spend so much time on such little details and they stretch shit for so long while part six gets like the first episode at least gets through a lot in one episode i feel but even still it, it you still lose some things and i and it, it was just impressive to me like oh like we we went through a lot and you wouldn't have even noticed because the pacing is still very much there and it's it's still good but we do lose some things especially near the end not to say that there's like any more of like Jolene rolling around naked, but there were like some other things uh, going on there too that I'll also talk about before the lawyer is killed. Sure. And yeah, I do think that it, it does help the story. I mean, it, it is it, they are also like little fun scenes, but they're not they're not necessary to really enhancing the plot. There are some things like I think the Hellrider gang should have been included. Like, just as a little piece of dialogue, I think it would have just helped Jolene's character a little bit to really understand where she is now. But it's not that's not a big deal. And then there are things that they cut out that I'm glad that they cut out. Like the, oh no, I forgot my underwear. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. This is absurd. Yeah. And then I also had just some notes from the scene that I'm only now realizing. That, for example, the arrow wasn't sticking out of the amulet. The arrows in the series have been shown to be drawn with those two potential, and to even fly towards them, and that the arrow most likely removed itself from the amulet, kind of pushing itself out, and pierced her. Yeah, that's what I was... I think that was my initial confusion, because I, I, I read... Uh, you gave us... You gave everyone who's doing this uh, show with you some context on the uh on the show uh just to kind of like give us like a little bit of an idea without so, so that way we're not completely blind maybe going in um yeah and I, so i knew that that was because that was like the arrow that you were talking about but i i did find it weird that like i saw like the highlight of the arrow in the amulet but it did seem like like how did it pierce her without moving out of the because the other, otherwise, that thing was just rotund and <laughs> did seem like it would have stabbed uh, her. But I guess you know, again, it's, it's just that that you could just assume that that's what happened because clearly that's what happened. <laughs> I don't think that it's immediately clear. That was something that because uh, I've read it, but that's something that I only just now realized. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's probably what happened. Mm -hmm. Also, that there were some. This might have just been me, but there were some shots where it looks like the lawyer, like his foundation, didn't match his neck. Like, it, just the skin tones look slightly different. I don't know. That was just me. But moving yeah, on I, to the next scene. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I didn't really like the lawyer. He he was just like, he just seemed, he seemed among the more generic looking characters, if I'm being honest. I mean, he, he was a dude in a suit. I mean, so like, it wasn't like he was necessarily meant to be that impressive. But like, I he kind of like, compared to like all a lot of the other characters in this episode, I, was just, he, I didn't even spend a lot of time looking at his details because he just looked plain. To me, mm -hmm. but but still, his his elf ears and his yes, like, the ears I've noticed, yeah, yeah. And, and like the slight curly hair, it always gave me the vibe of like there's something about this person that is off and mm -hmm. that shouldn't be trusted, and That's that fair. was the vibe. And then of course the reveal later on. But let's jump to the scene with the prison bus. Yeah. So Jolene is able to hear the driver. Yes, and that. Some people were confused that 
Jolene was just able to hear the future. But of course, this is Jolene. And I do appreciate that they explicitly say, like, I can hear the driver saying this. I don't remember if in the manga it was just like, oh, we're going to be arriving there soon. And then they hear them say, hey, we're going to be arriving there soon. And yeah. it's like, oh, my God, what happened? What happened to Jolene being able to understand, like, hear the future? But just her hearing the conversation in the front before it got passed down to the back. I mean, I, I, I this is this is one of the things that I noticed, too, where she says that. And then Hermes, it was like, I didn't hear anything. And then the guy, the card said that. And then they did the close up shot of her face realizing and it's just so like, th- that's like so funny to me. Like when that, that, when that, when I get that, that's like, they're trying to show like a reaction, but it's just, it's so like, it, it, it reminds me of like a lot of parodies I've seen of like, of anime style, like, uh, animation. And like, it, it just, it's just very funny to me. All they all they needed was a <laughs> yeah exactly yeah like the extra the extra little voice line of like gasping in the manga Hermes actually says how could you hear what the driver and guard were saying did you learn that did you learn how to do this from masturbating too which mm. Hermes brings it up like a little bit more often in the manga yeah. at least at least following it a little bit more than than it was originally of course you have Hermes recommending to like hey do you have any money with you. If not, then you're going to really struggle. And uh, Jolene being like, well, where's your money? It isn't down there, is it? Or <laughs> And then they're realizing, like, you didn't put in your boobs or anything, did you? And I always thought that was hilarious. Of, yes, that was a very good scene. Of Ermi's face. There is a little bit more of a fuss over, like, where, of Jolene being like, where is it? Thinking it's, like, in her socks or in her hair or something like that. Uh, actually, I don't think she mentions her hair. It's just like the socks and stuff like that. And then Jolene is taken off the bus, but Hermes is asked to stay. And uh, one thing that I did like was that when Jolene is getting off, they did add like Hermes giving a little wave, like I'll be okay, which is very cute. And uh, th- I also really like the way that they have created the effect of the thread, whether it be here or later on, where it is this like echoey, almost radio-like way of hearing it and it reminds me of the way that you could listen to somebody through like a can and a string which is what they're kind of going for but yeah it is it is still like a very you know you don't get that in the manga and having that effect on it makes it really cool Mm -hmm. additionally this is also where the tom cruise character is first seen and jolene actually like says something like in a thought bubble like oh i want to die here (laughs) Yeah. And uh, so you have Jolene getting off the bus and Jolene can, despite being led up to the prison, can still hear the conversation on the truck and realizes that it's that thread that that is coming out of her finger. And the could yeah. you is it is it too soon to know what the fuck that thread is? Yes, that is her stand. OK. And for a slight bit of spoilerness for the next couple episodes that thread is going to not necessarily evolve but form into the humanoid version that you see in the opening okay okay but yeah it, that's what i was like i was like so why is it that they, no one else could see it but that makes sense though because the stands no one sees those except for the yeah. other stands yes so if you were a stand user you would see this like i mean unless it is that thin the, which is, I think is the reason why sometimes Jolene even doesn't see it, where it is just a very thin thread. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that would be the case. I don't know if you're going to bring this up, but the the scene on the truck mm-hmm. uh, 
is... Are you, are you going to say the line? Yes, because <sighs> it's by far my favorite line of this entire episode, is they start re- they start really uh, questioning her, and they all of a sudden, the guy just goes, he's just like, what about your boobs? Those titties are suspicious. <laughs> I just, yes. I, I'm just like, oh my fucking god, really? And then, <laughs> and then he goes to like knock her out or whatever the hell he was gonna do, mm-hmm. which is just, oh god, like th- this whole scene was so fucked up. But that that particular moment was just like, Mwah. just the, 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 like the fact that they dub what that went to the, the, is the does the. Manga and does the uh, like the subtitles have the same way same thing? Because I was wondering that. No, no, not at all. Wow. Okay. Cool. That's amazing, man. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, in the manga, actually, this is different. But in the manga, you know, they start to question like you've been here before, and this all lines up. You've been here before, so you probably brought some money in with you. Where is it? And then Hermes is like, okay, okay, just take it, and she takes a little bit out of her hair. And gives that to them, trying to get off oh, a bit more easily. And then the guards mention that, you know, well, you were talking to that Cujo inmate, and we saw you guys, like, you were showing her something, and she, like, pointed to your boobs. So if you want to hate anybody, you can hate Cujo. Mm. And that was in the manga, but in the anime, it is just like, mm. For someone so muscular, hmm. your boobs How about those are, boobs are boobs so are big? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, check those boobs. <laughs> yeah. And those titties are suspicious. <sighs> so yeah, the young guard that this this guard is the Tom Cruise guard, and in the fight of like, no, like get off of me, she accidentally scuffs the guard, which gets him angry, and he's going to beat her, and then Jolene, like, with the thread, stops that. Yeah. And uh, then he gets what I, I call the Van Gogh treatment. Oh, no. Oof. Which is funny because Vincent Van Gogh appears later in the part. Huh. Okay. Interesting. I So I wish I kept a holy shit counter, which is the amount of times that I uttered the words holy shit while watching this episode. This was probably like number four. I, but definitely my biggest holy shit at that point. I'm just like, holy shit! All right, his ears just like on the wall. Like somehow, it, I love what I love so much about it, and just the, the the comic, the comedy element of it is the fact that somehow she got his ear off him, and the ear perfectly reversed and slapped onto the <laughs> onto the wall, so that way the the part that would be sticking out is sticking out. Because otherwise, it makes no sense the gravity of how. Oh that, my god, you're worked. right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's because his 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 head is facing the wall, where like we would see maybe like the back end of the ear. <laughs> so it's just, I just love that it's almost like a magnetic, like weird. Just for the dramatics of it, yeah. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Oh my god. <laughs> Jolene meets with the lawyer again, and Jolene's like, hey, you remember that amulet that I threw away? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey. well, all this weird shit's <laughs> happening now. Maybe I shouldn't have thrown that MacGuffin away. Yeah, right. <laughs> then the lawyer asks, okay, what, well, who was driving? What happened? Yeah, and, and then we get the flashback. Yeah. So, real quick, in the manga, first it's just the whole flashback, and then it's the scene with the lawyer. Oh, I and see. I actually like that they've kind of connected these scenes and mixed them together. Mm-hmm. So, what happened? How how did all of this happen? 
Yeah. And you have the two of them being kind of lovey-dovey in the car. Here, Romeo actually, in the manga, asks Jolene about the Hellrider gang. And if she's ever stolen a motorcycle. And Romeo's trying to ask about that and the thefts while Jolene actually wants him to call her Jojo. Which we still do see in the anime. Wait, so the, are you saying that this whole deep conversation was replaced by her being like, <laughs> whatever the fuck her, the nickname that she was Oh, that was, that was still there, yeah. And, and then be like, oh, you, Romeo Mew, like, <laughs> whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my god. She's like, can I call you Romy? Something like that. Yeah. Like, because that was basically the extent of that whole conversation. Because they, there was not any. Well, there nothing. was, there was, there was that, and instead of, uh, and the bottle of uh, like the cocktail is still mentioned in the manga, mm-hmm. but he in there seems a little bit more like, no, nah, come on, let me, let me take a sip, and he kind of presses on that a little bit more, rather yeah. than, than, oh, come on, Jolene, tell me, tell me what was going on with that gang that you were in. Yeah, no, it's. It was, that was definitely a that was a weird part. Uh, I was just like, oh my god, is this like gonna be like a drunk driving PSA now? Like he's just gonna start drinking it, uh, wait, behind the wheel. But then, but no, they just get in the car crash regardless. <laughs> yeah. So the the individual is hit, and he he hits the windshield, and then we see he like he's all the way in the tree. Which I always thought was kind of funny. Yeah, that, in, it, dripping in blood, and I was like, my god, this show's gruesome. Yeah, but actually I in the... I, yeah? No, sorry, I was just gonna say, I couldn't tell when they crashed into it what, what the fuck the thing was in their windshield. I knew, they said it after the fact, I think it was glasses, but for yeah. some reason my, my eyes could not register that that, would, that were glasses. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I had the same issue just because I knew what it was before seeing it. Yeah. I think the glasses thing worked better in the manga because after they hit the guy, Romeo is just like, his eyes are closed and he just starts screaming like, it was a mountain goat and the owner is irresponsible. Like, that's all that happened. As if trying to, like, convince himself and then cue Jolene seeing the glasses in the windshield. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's the, that's the thing, because it, it, they made, like, at first I was like, is that, like, a severed body part? Like, I don't know what, what it is that just came through the windshield, because it's not, it was just for some reason my eyes couldn't really adjust to it, but, yeah, that, that, that he was adamant that he just did not, he wanted to create a story and did not want to be put in jail. Yeah, so, of course, Romeo is like, please, Jolene, I don't want to go to jail, but he's all trying to frame it, like, our love, like, what about our future? when he's really just interested in his own. Okay, can, can we talk about what happens after that, where yeah. it's Jolene staring at the truck coming, and they just cut back and forth and back and forth mm-hmm. a bunch of times, and then just speed it up, which is just so, like... It just, oh my god, it, it, like, I feel like, it were, for some reason, I know it's... It, it reminded me of that one gif of the gopher like turning around <laughs> staring into the camera and just be like the, the whole it just was so absurd that sequence because i feel like they could have just had like one shot of her looking one shot of the truck and then maybe back to her and then they could have cut to them putting the body in the trunk instead it was just this back and forth <laughs> repeatedly <laughs> just like oh my god just stop we don't need this <sighs> so jolene helps and they put the body in the trunk 
And in the manga, Romeo actually says he'll take care of the car and the damage it caused. I wish they kept that in, because it's unclear then if later on Jolene helped hide the body. Mm-hmm. But in reality, she did not. Romeo did that. Well, it looked, it, but didn't it look like they they had a scene where she was helping him in with the body? So she helped him take the the body down from the tree and put it in the trunk. Oh, I see, but not not necessarily to dump it. Yeah, not dumping the body at the swamp. Okay, okay, yeah. And I I wish they kept that in because then it's like okay, now we know our protagonist wasn't like to blame for killing that guy. Yeah, but. At the same time, too, other mysteries will be revealed about that accident, so we'll, we'll just just keep that in mind. Yeah, we'll, we'll put, put that feather, you know, or whatever the metaphor is, I don't know. So <laughs> in the manga, that. there's a very small scene that is not in the anime, where the police bust into Jolene's house, and Jolene's mom is there, and the mom is scared, and Jolene reassures her, and then Jolene is taken to a police station to be interrogated, and they claim they have concrete evidence, and that they have her fingerprints on an empty bottle of alcohol in the car, and they say that she was driving drunk, and that's why she didn't see the pedestrian while driving, and then Jolene realizes that they think that she was driving, and she's like, wait, like, you think I was driving? And then they're like, you you just admitted to being guilty. You did it. And she's like, no, I want my fucking lawyer. Yeah. That, and then, that, that, and then that was, the scene with the lawyer. Yeah, that whole... I I was confused, I guess, because she was love-struck, but, um, well, actually, we haven't gotten to the lawyer scene, but what, what, I, what I was really weird, like, was, like, very weirded out about is, like, why wouldn't she admit Romeo was driving? Like, that is the least she could have done. Like, even if, because it's like she could still be held accountable while also just like just being honest, I mean, I don't know which. Why did why was she so gun ho about protecting Romeo? I guess is what I'm saying. I if it's love, I don't know. That's just it's just I feel like it's a very silly thing. I always took it as love, and that that was a little bit of a silly thing. I feel I like Jolene as a character because she very much grows as the part goes on, mm-hmm. and you won't see her do something like this again, where she's very. She's 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 very like sure of herself and like much more of the things that she wants, especially in life and like in a partner. And while here she is a bit more like, well, I still have these feelings to Romeo, and he's saying his car was stolen, but that was kind of part of the plan, and uh, it'll be okay. I don't want them like I want to protect this person that I care about, mm-hmm. and then once she realizes later on that Romeo was a part of setting her up, then then she's pissed. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, other the only other thing is, like, you know, the lawyer talks about, you know, you should take the plea bargain. Instead of, like, five years, it'll only be one to two years. And in the manga, there's a little bit more back and forth, like, no, like, I'm innocent. Come on, I shouldn't have to take the plea bargain. And he, you know, recommends it anyway. But then we go to the courtroom. And court is in session. There is, you know, the plea bargain. And the judge is like, all right, you, you understand all the details of the plea bargain, right? She's like, yeah. I was like, okay. By the way, just gonna drop this here, even though this probably should have been included earlier. Yeah. In, in in this conversation, is that the body was still alive, and that the dumping of the body in a swamp actually killed him. 
So you're going away for 15 years. In the manga, there's a lot more freaking out over, like, 15 years and screaming at the lawyer. Which, this, this is, like, another example of, I guess, them trying to, like, represent, like, emotions at the moment. But I found it very strange that they cut to the lawyer. They, they're clearly trying to show, like, his eyes are now darkened and, like, kind of, like, trying to show, like, no, he was... The, the bad guy the whole time but then they showed like this close-up of the lawyer and his eyes are like almost rolling to the back of his head and like he's moaning and i was just like is he aroused by screwing over jolene like that was a that that was a weird moment no i i take that as like uh, like this is the part where she's going to like bitch and whine and like i just want to get past this into the part where i get paid Okay, yeah, I was just like that. That that was not well interpreted from my <laughs> from my my angle because it's it seemed like he was like it seemed like there was just something weird happening with him, which there was. But was was the moan necessary? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what was going on there. Again, I think this is just anime's way of being like, huh? Yeah, no, yeah, were they? Yes, yes, the, the emphasizing on like the emotional reactions to things. And then we see the lawyer talking with Romeo, and that Romeo's dad paid the lawyer to help make sure that Romeo would not be a part of this at all. I I, I also I found it funny when Jolene was screaming out Romeo's name because she was she was saying Romeo Romeo, and in my brain I'm like, where's the rot Romeo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded like it was going to lead right into that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I was very like, why is his name fucking Romeo? Like, yeah. you couldn't have picked, mm. like, a more, like, different name. But I I like the name now. And we'll talk about, like, some of the, the references later on. But I yeah. do think one of the references for Romeo was straight up Romeo and Juliet. Where yeah. you have another J name in Juliet and Jolene. I feel like Romeo is very associated with love and romance. And I feel like this is... That was kind of like the the where Romeo is stemming from. Like literally, he is was the romantic partner of Jolene, and so I yes. feel like that that was. I think that was what they were trying to play off of. Yes, and another thing that I actually realized in this scene that I didn't realize before when reading it was, you know, Jolene realizes that oh, it was Romeo, but I always just thought that she kind of put two and two together. But mm-hmm. I'm realizing that she probably heard their conversation through one of her threads. Yeah, I, I you would, you would think, right? Yeah, that's something that I realized yeah. afterwards. Like, oh, that's probably what happened there. Yeah, we, you you wish it was a little bit more clear, though. Like, it was because I think I think that it was. I think I I initially I think when I was watching the episode was just under the assumption that like she just figured it out that the lawyer was screwing her over, but no, it I I think it's. I think I, but at the same time, once she starts calling out for Romeo and be like, "You're, you're in, you're in on this or whatever," I think then you realize, like, "Oh yeah, the power." Like she probably used her power. Mm-hmm. So in my notes, uh, you know, I also I also have it broken down scene by scene, and I give like a little with like a little like scene seven, quarters in session, and this one I titled scene eight, the scene your parents walk in on. In this scene, a lot is cut from the manga, but I think it'll be easier to go through the scene. On the through the anime and then talk about all the things that were cut from the manga. Okay. Which I think a lot of it was probably for time and for pacing, but 
let's let's hop into it. So sure. Jolene is then she goes straight from the courtroom to this this like body search. No, actually, now I'm remembering the episode. A lot of these are like it's kind of weirdly cut like like memories. Well, I think originally it was that she is freaking out about the like the court hearing and she goes on a bit longer like 15 years 15 years I can't believe it 15 years yeah and she is even freaking out in the the body search room and she tries to use her ability to like break off the handcuffs in the anime which you kind of see her try to do a little bit with the straight jacket in the manga and of course she's not strong enough to do anything about it yet but so in the anime, we have, all right, full body search. And uh, you have the, the character that you mentioned earlier, who is trying to tell the other guard, like, all right, you have to be tough with them. And like, this is your name now. You're in a maximum security prison. F- fuck you. Now strip, <laughs> strip and get naked. And Jolene's like, oh, like this? Yeah, this, yeah, this was, this was so bizarre, but at the same time, I think it was really funny. Like I like that she was just like, "Oh, it's it, like like because it clearly they were saying they were saying that they were going to like mess with her." So Jolene was like, "No, fuck you! I'll mess with you first. And so then she starts like doing all those poses. It was, I think, very clearly meant to hint at uh, or meant to just you know, you know, make people feel certain things. But I, Whoa, I, I, I thought it was funny. Booba, what? Booba? What? What are you saying? <laughs> Booba and butts? Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I well, I was surprised because I, I saw like when the thing went on, uh, that like, oh, like there's, there's nudity in the show. I was just like, oh, that's, that's not what I was expecting at all. And I guess like they showed her butt, but they didn't really show much else. Yeah. No, like nothing like private parts or anything like that. Yeah, uh, I'm actually surprised because in terms of uh, the, the nudity that she does, that's pretty much it, whether it be in the yeah. anime or the manga. I'm glad that we don't have a situation where they're like, hey, we're going to stretch this scene out for, <laughs> the, for fan service, which yeah. I'm glad they didn't. And then you have Jolene has her headshots taken, and uh, this is a reference to one of the cover pages where she is holding her prison number. And she could be seen taking those pictures. And then she sees out the barred window, the lawyer. And he's speaking with the, the little warden. And the lawyer's like, oh, I tried so hard. It's so tragic. <laughs> and and the warden's like, oh, but you're so noble. You're like a dime a dozen lawyer. God. You tried your best. It. Yeah, whatever. Here's a, here's a note from Jolene. You know, you, you have then the lawyer getting in his car and revealing like, ugh. I hate having to breathe the same air as the scum in there and that it's very humid there. So he is, you know, kind of loosening his shirt mm-hmm. and he reads the note from Jolene that is kind of threatening. And he's like, whatever. And then Jolene's like, goodbye, Romeo, my first love. <laughs> and we then see that Jolene's threads have actually, I don't know if it's immediately as clear in the anime, just maybe because I'm wearing kind of the goggles of the, of the manga, but in the manga, it's clear that the threads come out of the air-conditioned vents and then strangle him. No, that's not. I, I think 
I think here it just kind of they kind of just show up. I don't think they're coming yeah. out of the vents necessarily. Oh, well, he did. Well, he did. He did turn on the vents, and then they showed up. So maybe they, but they, they didn't look like they flew yeah, out it, of the vent necessarily. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't seem immediately connected. Yeah, and then you know he's being choked, and he thinks like, oh, it must be like the AC because he doesn't know what the fuck is going on, and <laughs> then he crashes. And that that was beautiful. That 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 was my favorite. That was along with the that your titties are suspicious. I think that was one of my, that was another favorite scene of mine. <laughs> and then yeah, and then Jolene just talks about like, oh man, you know, this this is what my father must have given to me, and you know, as a way of protecting myself. And then we see, uh oh, somebody else has the has the amulet. Yeah, what, what's gonna happen? So that's and, that, and that's like so. Was it someone in the jail? I I couldn't tell who it was. It is. It is. It's an inmate, and it is okay. somebody who we have not met yet. Okay. Yeah. I also um just a, real quick when he's choking, I just love the details that they include of his tongue like waggling around. <laughs> so it is. It's just. It was just very silly, but I also yeah like they they that's the their detail to it. Yeah. It it looks just like that in the manga, except not as animated. And yeah, it is, yeah, it's great. So, in terms of a lot of things that were cut, mm-hmm. you have in the original, you know, she's taken from the courtroom and she's freaking out and she's still controlling the string and trying to get a hang of it. And like I said, she tries to loosen her straitjacket, but she fails and it breaks and she keeps panicking about the 15 years of her life being taken from her youth. And you see the two guards, but they actually have a longer bit in the manga where I'm going to refer to them as like the taller one and the shorter one. The taller yeah. one being the one who talks more and the one that we've talked about more. And uh, Jolene is freaking out in the in the straitjacket. And she's on the floor and she's struggling to breathe. And the short one comes over thinking that Jolene has fainted. And realizes that the humid air is making the jacket like tighten on her. And she goes to loosen it. And then the taller one stops her and tells her that the rooms are designed to do that. And that you need to be hard on them. And then the rest of the scene kind of happens as normal. The strip scene happens, except as Jolene is stripping and she does like, you know, the bridge pose, Hermes is past the searching area and it through the bar and through some bars actually sees that Jolene is basically like rolling around naked. <laughs> and, and, Hermes is, and Hermes says that Jolene, she's got some guts. And then like referencing that it, it makes sense considering that she masturbated in front of a guard. No, oh, yeah, yeah. And then after that, actually, Jolene and a lot of the other inmates, they're naked. And this is why I thought there was going to be more nudity, because there was more nudity. Jolene is checked by a doctor who, you know, like, looks in her eyes, looks in her ears, and then actually, like, pokes her directly in the eyes just to check for contacts, but kind of just hurts her. And he writes down her height, her weight, description, like, her tattoo on her arm, etc., and then asks her to sign a sheet. And then I... Not that I was iffy about this scene, because it's not necessarily a joke or a quip, but I realized it is much more about Jolene's character and what she is checking out. So, Jolene sees another inmate for a moment, who appears very muscular and masculine. Like, we see them above the waist, and, you know, like, they don't have any boobs or anything, and they, they have a very handsome and pretty face. And Jolene says, er, excuse me, this is a female prison, right? And the doctor says, she's been injected with male hormones. Now hurry up, read it, and sign your name. 
And then Jolene checks them out, pretty much looking right at their crotch, and says, This is the dawn of a new age. <laughs> okay. And sure. then and then Jolene sees the lawyer through the barred window. Okay. I I never I didn't take it as like uh like a transphobic joke. I didn't take it like that when I first read it. Well, no, Much more of like but... like a observation. Yes. And, and at the same time, this came out... So the manga came out almost exactly 20 years ago. And even though the story is set in 2011, and people are like, whoa, uh, the story is set in 2011, it was coming out in 2001, and now it's being animated in 2021. Yeah. And so people were like, wow, in 2001, you know, they wanted to, like bring this as like an observation i i didn't necessarily take it as that and i realized it is much more on jolene's character and we will even see later on just how much of like a bisexual or pansexual person jolene is sure sure yeah but yeah this was this was maybe more of like one of the first hints at that yeah i it, it was it just the way that you're you're phrased it it's like it's not like a not bad thing to say it is it, it does like i don't know it, it also like devalues like trans people have been around for for a long time yes <laughs> so, but this, so I, like... I also recognize too this is coming from two guys you know that are cis and yes we're coming from our own point of views and perspectives and privileges yes and and take it as as you may but that's that was that's much more of the vibe that that i get from that mm-hmm. and uh, Otherwise, any other differences, the lawyer talks a lot more about not doing it for the money and puts on much more of a noble kind of face. And that the wind and in the and in the manga, in an almost comic book like style, the wind from the AC is these like white lines to indicate the wind coming from the AC. And then you realize that that's the thread when those white lines are now around the lawyer's neck. Uh, I see. Okay, yeah, that would that that is a lot more clear sounding. Yeah, that's that's something that I, I mean, of course, a lot of those smaller things. I know that they they went past for pacing. I mean, I was really, and now that we're at the end of the episode, I re, I'm really surprised at how much they fit into one episode. You can yes. actually see, you know, there's no opening and there's no end credits, and I realized that the end credits are actually over the episode. I didn't even realize it at first, but on the screen is all the fucking credits as they go past. While Jolene is like, oh, like, Romeo, goodbye, my first love, and the lawyer's leaving the prison. And they are just up on the screen. As if to kind of give the episode a little bit of extra time. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, overall, that is the first episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean. Yay! Chris, coming in, coming in blind, how was, yeah. how was this? Uh, it was, it was amazing in the sense of, I didn't think it was gonna go to the places that it did, and they went there. I was, like, I don't know, like, it's not like, I don't think I'm hooked, necessarily, it's not something I'm like, oh, I, I need to get to episode two now. Like, I, I enjoyed this as a experiment of... Whether or not I would enjoy a show like this, I mean, I would, I definitely for this show, I would, you know, I, I'm down to keep going and keep, you know, watching just to see kind of how the story evolves and see if I could un- grasp con- the concepts that 
are uh have been presented thus far but i i i liked it i thought i i don't think i don't really have many critiques outside of it just being silly at times um uh, but I think it's, uh, you know, I think that just comes with what what the show is, and I think it's a, uh, it seems like I I could totally see and understand why people are as in love and obsessed with the show as they are, just because it does seem like it's 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 wild, but it it seems very seems like there's some very good storytelling that can be had there. So yeah, yeah I, I I liked it well enough. There's a lot of themes that are going to build up throughout the part, and there are a lot of like we're still it's still very much kind of in the beginning of it. I feel like episode like a first episode, we should feel like we know like who the characters are and things like that. But JoJo isn't necessarily that pa- isn't necessarily paced like that. There's still a lot of main characters who still have yet to be introduced. In, in fact, in a good amount of JoJo parts, we sometimes don't know who the main antagonist of the part is until maybe halfway or even in some parts near the very end. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of this is much more to kind of set up Jolene as a character, which, of course, I, I like. But I also I'm, I'm kind of taken back to when I first read it. And I remember being a bit like, what is even happening? And mm-hmm. not being very big on the fan servicey stuff and worrying, oh no, for the first female protagonist. And in a part where there's going to be a lot of female characters, are we going to have to deal with a huge amount of fan servicey stuff? And yeah. sometimes I give JoJo's Bizarre Adventure a slight break because. It feels like most of the time the fan servicey stuff is more they put really big muscular men in lingerie, which cool. Yeah. There's maybe been like one scene in the entire show where it's like, oh my god, he's peeping on that person. But then he gets a like total karma, not necessarily in the sense of like he gets slapped or anything, but it's then revealed that like the person that he is peeping on I guess I'll give a slight spoiler, and out of context this sounds really weird, but he has no idea that, uh, he's more so peeping to be, like, a fucking, like, asshole, and he's kind of a little bit of an asshole, and then they're like, dude, that was your mom. <laughs> uh, so, Jesus. they get what they get in, in that sense, and, uh, or in other ways, there's maybe, like, one part in, like, part five, where it's like, oh no, like... I accidentally fell over and I landed on your chest and I'm going to be really super embarrassed about it. But otherwise, it's mostly been just gay men fighting gay men, which I've yeah. been down for. But now we've gone past gay men and we have evolved into women. Yeah, I, I, I feel like with the <laughs> with the exception, I think, of that one part and I guess the masturbation scene, like it does feel like they're doing they're trying not to make it super like overtly sexualized. Yeah, uh, but I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm hoping that they, that you know, for your sake at least, that they, they kind of keep on. Oh, you're saying that they do a good job of evolving your character, so hopefully, yes. you put the trust, the trust in the, uh, in the animators that they're gonna do her justice on that. Front. Oh, I, I def, I definitely do, and I think that part six 
They've released 12 episodes, and it's most likely we're going to get about 39 episodes, as that's as many as we've gotten with parts 4 and 5. Mm-hmm. And they were about the exact same amount of chapters and volumes. And I would say the first third of Stone Ocean is a bit weaker than the rest. In fact, I'd probably say the first half is a little bit weaker than the rest, and it, I think it's carried a little bit more by the side characters. And then Jolene, I think, really, really comes into herself. Like I was saying, that's another reason why I very much like Jolene as a JoJo, is because maybe unlike some of the other JoJos who are, like, I am a pillar, I do not change during the part, and it is me who changes the world around me. Jolene not only changes the world around her, but she changes and evolves as a character, too. Yeah, like it's not like it's not like they they cut you come into the arc being like I'm the hero, I am protagonist who does good no matter what and has no flaws. It's like no, this Jolene has flaws and she's gonna work on them throughout. Yes, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good to know. Yeah, and it's gonna it's just gonna continue to evolve and and there's gonna be a lot of fights and things like that and I it's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for you, man. I have one more surprise for you before we go. Okay, sure. Okay, so this is this is going to be for you. Okay. You and me are going to take a quiz. Okay. And it is which Stone Ocean character are you? Okay. And so that, you know, as you follow along with the story, now you will know who to be rooting for and who to really feel for, you know? So we start off with the first question. Yeah. Do you belong in prison? Two answers, well, no, and then I guess that's why I'm here. Well, no, I guess, is how I answer. I'm going to say, I guess that's why I'm here. And then we have, do you care about your family? Parentheses, would you do anything for them, to put it that way? And parentheses, choose a maximum of three options, please. We have a variety of, I honestly don't know, never did, never will. Whenever I try to protect them, I end up hurting them more. Really depends which family you're talking about. I do now, if only I could. Well, I definitely would in my case, because we're all the same person. I mean, I'm just going to say, of course. <laughs> like, just, just to be straightforward. The only family I care about is myself. Not really, but they really care about me. Maybe, or of course. Yeah. I'm going to choose three of them. Uh, I'll say, of course. I'll say, well, I definitely would in my case, because we're all the same person, because that's fun. And yeah. it really depends which family are you talking about. Okay. Are you a fighter? Yes, all the way. No, it's unnecessary. <sighs> I, I, so I just clicked, no, it's unnecessary, but I think about that, I'm like, do they mean, like, physical fighter, or do they actually just mean, like, general, like, fighting for things in general? I just didn't know, <laughs> but I, I don't know. That's alright, it's, it's, it, I think it is up to the audience's interpretation. Sure, sure. Do you get along with people well? Sure. And then, can't say, parentheses, by the way, this means no. <laughs> I, I, sure, I try my best. How quiet are you? Far from it, or very, 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 very loud. Do you, do, do you have no to turn very, down? very meaning like you are very quiet, or you are far from quiet? Oh shit! Okay, I have to refresh then. Uh, no, I'm yeah, no, I am, I am super fucking loud. I am far from. I'm it. I'm gonna say far from it. Let me know when you are back up to the next question, which is, can you be rude? I think unintentionally, yes. I'm going to say yeah, because I agree with that. Are you dependent on people? Kind of. No, I want to take care of myself. Yes, I'm very dependent on people. I'm going to say no, I will take care of myself. Are you seen to be very clever? I mean clever. Not really. 
yes, my IQ seems to be very high. I would, I would like to think I'm clever, but... Chris, you are clever. You may say yes. Okay, thanks. Give, give me permission to, to, to inflate my ego. Uh, I will say yes. My ego is big enough. There you go. Are you a truly nice person? Not really, to be honest. I don't know, yeah? I don't know, yeah? I'll say I don't know, yeah. I'd like to hope so. Yeah. Are you competitive? Yes. Eh, not really. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't like to admit it, but I am. Eh, not really. Hey, want some Coke? Says the character with the eight on their face. Called here Eight Face Chen. Oh, that's like, uh, like not, but not like Coca Cola. Cause, uh, okay. No. Uh, yeah, okay, that's, that's Inhale. The oh, you know what? The drink? Yeah, I'll just click that. I'm too young, <laughs> and even if I was of age, I was never do drugs. Ignore. I'm too successful for this junky behavior. Get the fuck out of my way. Hmm, maybe. The drink? Uh, yes, but actually, no. Funny face, and then hell yeah, how much? So okay. I'm going to say, uh, and then fate, 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 <laughs> dot, 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 fate, dot, 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 fate, fate, fuck this shit, fate, and fate. I mean, I, I, I'm going to do, I'm going to do fate, but the one with the period at the end. Yeah. Oh, wait. I'll... Oh, I forgot. At the bottom, there's a big fate. So I'm gonna pick the I'm gonna pick the fat one. Uh, it's they, they it's a it's a different order for me. I I can't. They all they all look the same fate. I only the only differences I see is the period one and the the, the ellipses. So I'm gonna I'll just I'll I don't know I'll say fuck this shit. <laughs> uh, all right. I got Enrico. Enrico Pucci. Yes. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Why? What is this? What? That is. What have I fallen into? Oh, he's so he's a character who will appear a bit later in the part. Great, cool, cool, cool. I don't like so this. So when Pucci appears, uh, he is the priest of the Green Dolphin Street Prison, and uh, yeah, I think I think you're gonna like him. Okay. Great. Hoping, hoping so, for the best. So I got Ermies. Okay, there you go. Like it. Respect. What is the uh what is so what does the description say for Pucci? Pucci's personality really varies on the perspective you're in. Either he's an obsessive psychopath or is just trying to honor a friend. When it comes to being friends with Dio, oh no, Dio's the bad guy. Oh, Dio's the bad guy, isn't he? I forgot he used the bad guy. Uh, most people will go with the first point of view. As Pucci, you are very reliable, but not as trust trustworthy as others think. Just like every JoJo villain, you are determined to get what you want, no matter the cost. You might also do things that seem extremely questionable. When you make mistakes and construct your plan for whatever reason, it has a tendency to escalate into something unimaginable or maybe even tragic. If that makes any sense. What the fuck? I I don't know how any of my answers led to that. I'm sorry, Chris, but. You are you are the villain. I don't like this. I do. So that means that once we get Pucci, you'll be able to really look forward to it. No, I don't know. Because I, I love Pucci. I don't. I don't know if I want to look forward to this anymore. Chris, Chris, can you? Do you remember when I gave you the context for for this part in the yes. and I that I sent to everybody? 
Do you remember he... what the too long I didn't too long didn't read version was? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I I have to find it because I think I can't say it as well as you said it. Um, but the t yeah the too long didn't read version of the whole thing was that Jolene has to fight a gay priest in, in a prison in Florida because her dad killed his bisexual vampire boyfriend. I'm guessing he's the gay priest. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> I, I mean, look, I mean, the, the idea of that sounds fine to me. I just, but like the idea of being villainous and then obsessive and then being determined to do things. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's not, I don't like the sound of that. Oh, the only other thing I maybe forgot to mention this episode, because I've also been keeping track of a lot of JoJo references. You know, Jolene's name being a reference to the Dolly Parton song Jolene. Mm. The Green Dolphin Street Prison being a reference to the Miles Davis song on Green Dolphin Street. Sure, sure. Other than a few, a lot of the characters in Part 6 are named after fashion brands, and Hermes Costello is one, where she gets her first name Hermes from the fashion brand. And gets the last name Costello from Elvis Costello. Okay. Interesting. Oh, and Romeo, we talked about, like, thinking, you know, from Romeo and Juliet. But he could also get his namesake from the Italian car manufacturer, Alfa Romeo, since the car that he was driving during the hit and run was an Alfa Romeo GTV. But that's that hasn't been confirmed. Okay. Interesting. But yeah, and, and I want to I wanna keep up with that. So, for example, the next antagonist in the next episode is named after another fashion brand. And we'll keep going from there. Is it Gucci? N- uh, nope. Okay. Is Gu- does Gucci show up? Because Gucci is right now in my brain because of the, the new movie that came out. I have to double check. Although, of course, that's what happens when I Google it. So, in so JoJo actually collaborated with Gucci. Hmm. And not only that, but they made like a one shot where it stars, and this is like different universe. Jolene actually is like a the character that followed they follow in the in the Gucci story. But yeah, there is a now that I'm checking. There is a character named after Gucci, and they are not a great character. Okay, they're one of the minor villains, but I will I will mention them once we get to them. Sure, sure. There you go. You know how I say, like, JoJo characters are either, like, the prettiest or ugliest on the planet? This is one of those that are the ugliest. Oh, perfect. Great. Fantastic. That's what you want to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. And, thank you and, for having and doing me. this with me. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad to support your, your, your endeavors and your, your, your podcast into, into the, the, your, your podcast into the jojo world and i know how much you love the show so figured i i i'm glad i'm glad to help you help like you know kick off this show and try to watch the show i will see what happens you <laughs> don't keep going so i have i've made this clear to you guys you guys do not have to continue watching if you don't want to let's say i have you on for a another episode let's say i had you on for episode two no, that's yeah. not a good example. Let's say I had you on for episode three. You don't have to watch episode two. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. You could you could come in totally blind. That I It really comes down to how confused you guys want to be 
and it is it is totally up to you. Which is yeah. why I gave context on you know some things with stands, some things between Jotaro and Dio, some things like that, and I also gave some context towards like this is kind of like the penultimate kind of finale of the past five parts, things like that. So there are it, it's there are a little bit of references between the last ones. And, you know, what stands are, how you can get stands, things like that. Right, but right. I also left them with, like, the spoiler tag on our Discord, because in case you guys really want to go in blind and have no idea what the fuck is going on. No, I, I, I'm glad I got educated, educated a bit before going in. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, good stuff, man. Happy to be here. All right, and we will be to be continued. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. The Overheaven Podcast is a part of Team Chaos Productions. Find us on Twitter at OverHeavenPod or at TeamChaosPods. Or we're also on Instagram at TeamChaosProductions. See you again soon. It, it sounded like I, 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 my time was early. Uh, really? Well, it sounded like you yeah. clapped uh, after me. That's weird. It sounded like you clapped after me. <laughs> <laughs>